Hey guys, welcome to the good, the bad, the ugly with Arnie Diaz. Today is February 20th, 2020. All right, just like always, we're going to start off with some good, and then we're going to go with some ugly and bad, which is basically just regular news, and then we're going to end with a good news story. All right, today's stories include a family that has driven 5,000 people to a hospital in a rural part of a country, and... Secondly, we're going to speak about sisters who successfully pressured Kellogg's food company into sustainably sourcing all of their palm oil to help orcheries. And then we'll talk about the debate, of course, the fiery debate that happened last night. More like everybody was just attacking Michael Bloomberg. Like he was just like the child in the classroom that always farts, but like... <laughs> never says that he does and everybody in the room just points at him it's just it's great and then we're going to talk about um trump uh appointing a a man named richard gurnell as the new person who will head the part of the government that oversees the top three highest uh investigation uh and intelligence communities in the country uh, the FBI, CIA, all of those things. Uh, and then finally, we will end this podcast YouTube video with uh, one about uh, some good science in the world. Uh, scientists find uh, molecule switch that could lead to treatments for all kinds of diseases by reversing inflammation and aging. This is huge. If any of you know anything about inflammation, right, it is essentially the cause for all of the pain in your body. Inflammation, if it hurts, it's because it's inflamed. And also inflammation is starting to be blamed for a lot of other uh, very chronic diseases. Like seriously, just lowering the inflammation in your body can help you with a whole lot of good, 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 awesome things. All right, guys, we're going to start off with the first good story of the day from the newsnetwork.com. Family has driven 5,000 people to the hospital for free in their motorcycle ambulance. Some rural India villagers are miles and miles away from the nearest hospital and that's why they that this devoted man has taken it upon himself to run his very own free ambulance service during the last 19 years i can't say his name it is karmu i'm just gonna say uh, yeah karmu has brought more than 5,000 people to the hospital using his makeshift motorcycle powered ambulance he was first inspired to launch this mission of service after he was left grief-stricken by the death of his mother almost two decades ago. He then vowed to not let any other mothers in the region suffer from lack of medical treatment or access to health care. This is incredible. This is great, man. A, a man taking a stand and doing something that he knows needs to be done because he was wronged by the universe or what have you. This is fantastic. There's actually this video, and it, it literally looks it literally looks like uh, he has a motorcycle, and the and it's like he has a sidekick like bowl thing, but it's like full on wheelchair. It's a full on wheelchair with a roof on it that he carries people to the hospital with. It's amazing. Oh man, uh, if I can link this, I'll put this video linked to all of the description in the description of both the youtube channel and the podcast oh man this is hilarious uh since he began his labor of love his entire family has joined his mission by volunteering their time and services this is incredible man 
it's it, what 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 this also kind of points out is just how how bad it is in the rural parts of India, which you know rural parts of all these countries are are insanely far behind than we are here. I believe that we in America do take for granted the greatness that of of the abundance of uh, resources and things that we have in this country. Personally, I do believe that a lot of people don't realize how good we have it, and uh, you know things like this is really important to shine a light on perspective. Perspective is so important. When it comes to living your life, you, you you will essentially change your way of thinking if you just understand uh, the amount of uh, resources at your disposal that other people don't have. It's kind of a, a, a really important thing to think about in life and time. All right. And next, we're going to talk about two sisters that take on a corporation. Sisters successfully pressure Kellogg's food company into sustainably sourcing all of their palm oil to help Orcheries. Corporate fruit giant Kellogg is moving to import all of their palm oil from sustainable sources before 2025. And it's all thanks to the work of two young English sisters who were moved to help endangered orcheries. 12 year old and 10 year old sisters uh, stopped eating Kellogg's cereal and petitioned the firm to improve its palm oil policy after watching a documentary about old orchard, sorry, orphan orcheries. Despite the its humble beginnings, their petition has since ranked up more than 780,000 signatures. Not only that, it caught the eye of Kellogg's chief who invested the determined sisters Sorry, invited the determined sisters to a meeting. The sisters first met the firm's executive in 2018 to discuss possible changes to where they can source their palm oil. That is nuts. They brought these girls in. I mean, this is, look, like most of these good news stories, this is definitely a really good marketing ploy. But at the end of the day, these two sisters did leverage social media uh, into making a giant corporation do something. Uh, will actually change their policy and put a deadline to that shift in policy. Look, it is definitely a grabby, grabby attention, good publicity and all that. But at the end of the day, uh, this is all orchestrated by the fact that these two sisters had the initiative to do something about it. You know, that just tells you tenacity and what can be done if you just start something. This is incredible, man. Incredible. Hope these guys kill it. They're super young. Wow. They're like, uh, I mean, that can't be probably oh, yeah, 10 and 10, yeah, 10 and 12, right? Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's start to go with some of the bad and the ugly. Uh, so the bad debate, the big debate happened last night. The one where old little Bloombergy came in and showed his face to the world. I'm going to read a couple articles. Uh, uh, first up, this one's actually from Dallas Morning News. If you guys didn't know how I did this, I literally take the Dallas Morning News and chop it up, and I take all the uh, articles out and read them. Here's the thing. Most articles of the Dallas Morning News from the Associated Press, most of them. Uh, I will usually never, ever uh, read any articles written by any of the editorial staff on the Dallas Morning News. However, um, sometimes their opinions are actually pretty pointed and actually kind of make perfect sense. And at the end of the day, they are definitely uh, good reporters there. Also, keep in mind, Dallas Morning News is liberal. Um, if you've watched these videos, uh, you, you realize I'm a little liberal. I lean definitely liberal. Uh, but I do believe in some hard work, though. Right on. Uh, so uh, from Dallas Morning News, uh, Bloomberg is skewered in first appearance as gloves come off. Las Vegas. 
Former New York Mayor Mike Bloomberg endured potential pointed attacks from his rivals on his record on race, his treatment of women, and the money he's pouring into the primary in his first appearance in a Democratic presidential debate. In most content in, in the most contentious debate yet, Bloomberg's opponents sought to stop his ascending campaign and defame him as a polarizing figure to primary voters, particularly on the March 3rd Super Tuesday contest. I'd like to talk about who we're running against, a billionaire who calls women fat, broads, and horse-faced lesbians, said Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts. No, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. Democrats take a huge risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. That was mwah. Just, just, nah. You love to see people actually get fiery debates, you know, show the real humanity. And I, I want to see some like real, like angry shit, man. And everybody on that debate stage had some real angry eyes. They were just like, fucking, nah. I don't know if you'd see that. Also, a lot of, a lot of these people have some really fucking blue eyes, like some really blue eyes. It was weird. Anyway, back to the article. Uh, Bloomberg wasn't the only candidate to take fire. Sanders, now the front runner for the for the nomination, was criticized for his politics and the actions of his supporters, who were often cited for abusive behavior against people who disagree with the senator. The debate offered challenges and the opponents for all of the six participants. For Joe Biden, the former vice president, it was a chance to reset his message before Nevada's critical caucus. Biden supporters are hoping for at least a second place finish to smooth wounds that occurred after the disappointing performance in Iowa and New Hampshire. Uh, Buttigieg versus Klobuchar. The debate was also highlighted by Buttigieg's blasting Klobuchar for her remembering, for her not remembering the name of Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez. During a recent interview that <sighs> she didn't know the name of the Mexican president. It's really not about the fact that she didn't, that Klobuchar didn't know the name of the president. It's if she didn't know the name of the president of Mexico, what other little nuanced pieces of information about any kind of policy is she just not knowing? Like, that puts a huge hole in the confidence of people. Personally, that's what I believe. Again, if you're watching this, I am not a reporter. I am just a dude. Just a dude guy, bro, homie. All right, uh, next part of the article, Sanders defends his stance. Throughout the night, Sanders defended uh, being a democratic socialist, pointing out that the nation already has aspects of socialism. When asked about a survey that showed voters were concerned about socialism, Sanders asked, what was the result of that poll? Who was winning? America has too much socialism for the rich and rigid individuals. Sorry, for the rich and rugged. I don't know what that is. Rugged? Rugged? That's a weird word to put in this. That's what it is, rugged individuals for the poor. Sanders says, I believe in democratic socialism for working for people, not billionaires. Bloomberg suggested that Sanders was being hypothetical because he was hypocritical, because he was rich and lived in a big house. When Sanders asked 
Bloomberg, where he lived. The billionaire said, New York City. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, it's just a lot of pig pig fighting. Because at the end of the day, Bloomberg is retarded, pretty retarded, retardedly rich. Ridiculously retarded rich. Like, richer than rich rich is richy rich uh, versus Sanders. This is, But this is the kind of stuff that I like to see. I like to see a fight. I like to see people doing what they do best. Destroy others in a war. That's great. I just love that. I love it. It's fiery. It's the best part of this whole election process. The fights between candidates. Uh, from my, uh, from uh, all the articles that I've read in my estimation, uh, the results are basically uh, Bloomberg uh, did poorly. Did very poorly in his first showing. Uh, a lot of people thought that he was not doing well at all, that he was a deer in headlights. He was attacked on several issues and didn't really have much to say about anything. Uh, he <laughs> he literally he literally quoted his own uh, his, his own like entire platform by just kind of repeating the fact that he is an electable president the entire time. Um, and also, like, there is just too much uh, baggage. There's too much baggage. Uh, Bloomberg is a has been a public figure for uh, decades. There is just too much dirt on him for people not to have things to sling at him. Also, he is not battle tested. He, he's not been in debates in the, on the real stage with real opponents in front of a gigantic audience being asked the craziest questions. Uh, he definitely didn't prepare, probably because he just he isn't a politician. He's just a rich guy who's been, who's always been rich and has just managed people and money his whole life. He hasn't really been attacked before. Uh, he's not very good. He wasn't very good. He's going to have to do better the next debate. Uh, he's also going to have to strengthen his resolve and actually let people know exactly what his policies are going to be. Um, uh, Bernie Sanders uh, is still seemingly came in, coming out ahead here, uh, but he and Elizabeth Warren and pretty much everyone else in the debate spent most of their time just attacking um, Bloomberg uh, and it's and it was all on the same platforms of Bloomberg is buying his way into the election and also uh, making sure that uh, people believe that he is the next electable president, which uh, being electable uh, doesn't seem to be uh, a thing that helps anyone at this point. Well, all right, uh, we're going to end that there. And then next up, let's talk about this guy named Gerdell. Gerdell. Uh if no one knew, no one really knows who Goodell is. Um, he is kind of a figure that, I mean, he, he, not a lot of people really know about, but he is just a, he was a person that was staunchly, staunchly supported by Trump uh, because of the fact of his loyalty. And that's kind of what Trump really likes. Trump likes people who are loyal, who will do everything they can uh, based on whatever Donald Trump tells them to do. And uh, apparently Gerdell has been doing this in spades uh, for a very long time. Um, essentially, um, and, the, and one, of the, one of the biggest other things about Gerdell that's really kind of uh, controversial that a lot of, not a lot of people are talking about, uh, he is openly gay, uh, which at this point probably doesn't help or hinder Trump in any way. Uh, and, it's, and pretty much the entire media hasn't, most media hasn't really said much about that, which is kind of strange. Um, I'd imagine that Trump wants to keep it silent, but he doesn't want to actively suppress any of the information based on that. Anyway, it's just an interesting move, um, but not not a completely unfounded one. He has always one liked people who were completely 
and utterly loyal to him. That's why a lot of his friends are out of jail. That's why uh, he keeps people in the White House that he keeps and uh, why he's bringing people back into the White House now that he has a new sense of confidence in his presidency. Um, so uh, a little bit about Gurdell. Uh, let's see here, Richard Goodell. Uh, let's see, Richard Goodell has won an early support from two key members of the GOP leadership to be President Donald Trump's pick as acting director of national intelligence. But it's unclear if most Republicans, particularly on the Senate Intelligence Committee, are comfortable with the president's choice. Trump's move Wednesday to replace Joseph Marquis is the post in the post has already sparked a backlash from Democrats and other critics who say that the fierce Trump ally and ambassador to Germany isn't qualified for the job so far. However, Republicans have weighed in, uh, don't appear concerned. Uh, so essentially, uh, most Republicans don't like the fact that he's there because he doesn't really have any experience in the post, which, again, is something that Donald Trump uh, does a lot. He, again, he does not care about whether or not you are actually qualified for a position. He simply cares about whether you're loyal to him and will do what he wants you to do in the situation. Trump wants to be the figurehead for every single decision everywhere. It's not – see, most people think of a cabinet position as two things, a person who is there to give informed opinions on what the president should do. Donald Trump's cabinet is not that. He doesn't want your opinion. Uh, it's not your discussion. It is my choice to do this. And those people that he puts in, in place with a little bit of power are those that he feel will simply do what he asks. Um, and that, you know, uh, makes the position of, in any part of his cabinet uh, definitely not a position like not the kind of position that most of those people wanted to be a part of right most of the people who want to be cabinet uh, people in cabinet uh like worked their entire life in that specific sector and have ultimately worked to the position of being on the presidential cabinet for this specific uh discipline uh, and when they're there they want to at the very least give their opinion about what's going on but that's not what Trump does things. He doesn't want opinions. He just wants action. He wants people in place that will do what he believes is the right thing to do. Now, whether or not those things are right, right things to do, you know, it's up, it's up to essentially the actions that that person lays out. And sometimes those actions are good. Sometimes they're bad. Uh, I will never say that everything that Donald Trump is, has done is bad. Um, at the end of the day, he is, he is seemingly doing things to help the country. I do, and there's a lot that he does that I don't agree with. And I definitely don't like him. But I will never say that I don't agree with anything good that he has done. There's definitely some things that I believe he has done that are pretty good. Uh, but, you know, that's every president. Um, one of the biggest things that was pretty cool was the fact that he let people uh, who are in, like, termini terminally ill illnesses do whatever they want to try to come back to life, including using experimental things. Oh, it was great. I fucking love that. Uh, but, you know, he's a racist. <laughs> you know where I stand. All right. Let's move on with the last piece of news for the day. 
which is going to be a little bit of good. Scientists find a molecular switch that could lead to treatments for all kinds of diseases by reversing inflammation and aging. From the Good News Network, chronic inflammation has computed, has, sorry, uh, <laughs> contributed to a variety of devastating diseases from Alzheimer's and Parkinson's to diabetes and cancer. It flares up in, if, in old age, stress, or environmental toxins. Keeps the body's immune system in overdrive. Now, scientists at the University of California, Berkeley, have identified a molecular switch that controls the immune machinery responsible for chronic inflammation in the body. Man, that's huge. The results of their testing on mice could lead to new ways to halt or even reverse many of their age-related conditions. One of the scientists said, my lab is very interested in understanding the reversibility of aging. This uh, is an associate professor of melabotic, sorry, melabotic, 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 yes, <laughs> biology nutrition science, and toxicology at UC. He says, in the past, we showed that aged stem cells can be rejuvenated. Now, we are asking to what extent can aging be reversed? And we are doing that by looking at psych, sorry, wow, really? Psycholo, wait, no, wait, that sociological, yeah, sociological conditions like inflammation and insulin resistance that have been associated with aging, age-related degeneration and diseases. Okay, so they're specifically looking at the triggers that cause diabetes and, and, and inflammation. So specifically those markers. In the study published online in the Journal of Cell um, Metabolism this month, Chan and her team show that a bulky collection of immune protein called the NLRP3 inflammation Inflammism, inflammism responsible for sensing potential threats to the body and launching an inflammation response can be essentially swift off, switched off by remo removing a small bit of mo molecule, molecular matter in a process called decentilation. Decentilation. That's nuts. This is actually potentially really huge. Inflammation causes a lot of very bad things. And most people have inflammation and don't realize it. It's mostly diet. If you look at what inflammation does to the human body, you'll see that it actually, if you are in pain, it is a form of inflammation. And inflammation is also the cause for many, many things. Like it's like, like if you have psoriasis, any kind of skin condition, uh, any kind of irritating de decision that you have, I mean, it is, it, is, it is nuts. This is fucking great. I'm glad. I'm glad I live in the future. And hopefully I'll live till I'm 105. Thank you for watching. Uh, I will be back tomorrow, same fat time, same fat channel, which is probably around 7.30. I'm not sure. Tomorrow's going to be a busy day. I'll be back, though. I'll be back. Thank you for watching. I appreciate it. I'm going to get better at this. Um, definitely. I think I'm already getting better here. Next two weeks is going to be pretty much the same same kind of thing. And then uh, after that, I'm going to see if I can incorporate some other things to the stream itself. But right at the moment, we're just going to keep kind of writing this kind of format. And I have to keep training my mind and my voice to read and, you know, do stuff faster. I really do appreciate it if you're watching. Thank you. You have a good rest of your day. And I will see you next time on the Deals Review. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Woohoo!